Hello, and welcome to the Divine Feminine Leaders Podcast. My name is Celeste Hartwell, and today I am so excited to be sharing with you yet another episode. I don't feel like I ever say it often enough, but we really appreciate you as the viewer, as the listener, to really hone in on this information and to be open and willing to receive it in a really powerful way. We are really what this podcast, what the focus is, is it's a feminine view of entrepreneurship for women and by women. And what that really means to me is really helping women know that no matter where you are in your life, in your journey, that you can always take a different course of action. You can always change your life and really create more bliss, create more joy, uh, moving through whatever dark times there are, seeing what's there for you, honoring that, and really understanding that it's only a small step in the bigger scheme of life. And so in that vein today, I'm really honored and excited to be sharing with you Margarita Alcantara, I guess I didn't ask how to pronounce it, but, um, <laughs> uh, and she's an activator of the new code of power, activating the power codes and others, as well as opening portals of power on Mother Gaia. She does this by opening the door to the source of true power to clear artificial power and unify earth into light. She is a mouthpiece for the goddess consciousness and embodiment of Mother Gaia conduit between the star nation and mother Gaia and chakra expert. Her worldwide global activation experiences create personal and planetary transformation. As a licensed acupuncturist, Reiki master, teacher, and medicine woman, she helps her patients awaken into their spiritual badassery at her private practice in New York City. She channels powerful healing at her weekly Monday Facebook Live event, the Mother Gaia Power Portal. And she is a contributing writer to the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, and Elephant Journal. Her book, Chakra he Healing, was published by Althea Press, and I believe it's on Amazon as well, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So I, I am so excited to have Margarita here. I actually met her at an event that I spoke at uh, almost two years ago. It's been a while. And we both have had some pretty major transformations since that time. And it's been such incredible for me to watch her journey on Facebook and social media. And so I'm so honored to have you here. Welcome, Margarita. Thank you. Oh, my God. Me. Thank you for inviting me to even be on this podcast because, you know, I mean, first of all, the name of your podcast is everything. And um, I know that you, you know, I've been following you um, on your journey recently and how much you've just really exponentially expanded and grown. And, um, and you know, and I kind of feel like that's a reflection of, of me as well. You know, like I've definitely been doing that since I, since we first met, you know, I guess that was around two years ago now. And um, so much has happened. And so I'm so grateful that you invited me. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. So... It feels like you're doing very different work than when I originally met you. <laughs> um, and I want to hear a little bit about what I really like to showcase 
for women who are having any overwhelm or anxiety, or maybe they're having like these awful things happening in their lives. And they're just in that process of taking the steps to come into their brilliance and to live their life with confidence and clarity. And so you just created a post a couple days ago and that was when I went, oh, she needs to be on the show. And you were talking about a rough time in your life and how you really like everything's changed now. So can you talk to us a little bit about where you started and where you are now? Yeah. Well, thanks for asking first of all. And, um, you know, it's one of those things where it's interesting cause I don't really talk about all the, you know, the, the painful stuff. Cause I mean, I, I touch upon it to make a, a statement sometimes, but like in general, I don't really talk about it because it's one thing that, um, I noticed a lot of folks who are in the love and light community, they talk about their traumas a lot, and then they just process and process and process rather than moving into the next level of empowerment. Um, so that was one reason why. But um, where I started off, um, you know, basically I grew up in, in Pittsburgh, PA. And then I came here um, to New York City for undergrad, and then I stayed here ever since. So, you know, it's like I've been here, I think, three quarters of my life now or something like that. Um, and, you know, like, I mean, what people see now when they work with me or they see me on videos or whatever, is that they view me as this, um, you know, like I'm in my power and all this stuff. And, and that is true, you know, and it's something that you consistently show up for and continuously choose. But it's one of those things where the reason why I'm so good at it now is because I was so bad at it before. Um, <clears throat> and, and that's always how our powers show up, is that our powers always show up as the thing we're dealing, like grappling with and struggling with the most. And so, you know, like that's one thing <clears throat> that I share with some people is that I let them know that you know, because they'll be like, oh, I hate that I'm X, Y, Z, you know, and it's like, you know, you, you should really embrace it because the truth is, is that there's a juicy nugget of golden wisdom in this thing you're experiencing right now. And it's actually giving you a very clear sign of where your power is, you know? And so for me, I was like, completely feeling powerless. Um, you know, I, I kind of grew up in a violent uh, household. And, um, and so then I learned certain behaviors that were false. Um, and uh, so that was something that I get, I got to break through, like when I, you know, got into my 20s and all that. And of course, you know, like, I mean, there's that part where, you know, you're that that young person who acts out against the world. And so I was like into punk rock and, and all that stuff. And I wrote this independent zine and, and I was confronting, you know, all different kinds of intersections around race and sexuality and, uh, you know, feminism and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and so it was a really great uh, form of dialogue. Um, but the truth was, is that, um, you know, there were so many layers and pieces uh, that I, I got to learn in order to get empowered. And that, first of all, meant that I needed to trust my intuition because that was one of the first things that I uh, killed off when I was disempowered um, because I kept getting that whole thing of, you know, you're too sensitive, you need to cut that out, you're like, you know, like, like basically being told that you're so weird because you're so, um, 
you, you feel so much or something like that. So I killed off my feelings. I killed off my intuition. I shut down my third eye, um, you know, on purpose because I just wanted to fit in, you know, and, um, and then I just, you know, kept silent because I'm like, well, obviously what I have to say is either not important, um, you know, is, is ridiculous or, you know, it's uh, not helpful to the world. Um, so I just shut all of it down. And what that did was that it propelled me into like basically a shamanic journey, uh, a shamanic awakening. And, um, you know, afterwards, that's what I'm seeing it as and I'm seeing the value of it. But I mean, basically when you shut down your intuition, um, you shut down your power and then you become open to whatever wants to manipulate your potential and your raw energy. And, and I had a lot of it. And so I got really into that depth of, you know, <clears throat> like pain and despair and depression and blah, blah, blah. And like everything, like all the negative forces, like were just having a field day with me. I was like their buffet. And so like, basically that was my life for a while. And, um, you know, like after many co like psychiatric cocktails later, you know, finally I got to this point where I just started meditating just because I heard it was good for you or something. And, um, and then I, I think it was like from there, it just, it was, all, it was like the negative forces were like, oh crap, we're done. So, you know, because that's when I just started getting more and more like it touching base with myself. And, and from that point on, I got off all the meds. I, um, started trusting my power. I started claiming my power. I, I started like creating healthy boundaries. I was just like, no one is, is ever going to penetrate through that, um, you know, creating this pain and negativity connection with me ever again. And I like, I was not going to do that to myself. And so that's kind of like where my reclaiming of my power started because it kind of got to this point that if I don't, I'll, I will die. And it really became this life and death situation that if I keep going at the rate I'm going, I'm going to be dead somewhere. And um, either at my own hand or someone else's hand, because I was really like getting like, I was just like so rageful. And, um, and that was because I had shut down my own voice. So I did that to myself. And, and so that's the thing is that we get to have the power to reclaim, no matter where we're at, to reclaim our power um, and, and see where we created our situation and where we get to recreate our lives in the form and fashion that is more aligned with us. And so that's basically what I did. And it was kind of a long road because that was back in the day. Um, but like in the past three years, uh, that's basically when I woke up into my starseed awakening. Um, and then I just remembered like, who I've been before and what my impact was back then and what I was being called to reprise uh, in this lifetime. And like, I got clear on my mission and um, I just realized that, you know, I like, I like, there was a part of me that felt like I was wasting time, but the truth was I wasn't, you know, this was, that's part, this part of the, you know, what we get to do in our lives is, you know, this is earth school and I had a lot to learn and I, and I, I'm, I'm always open to learning. So, um, you know, I will never stop learning. So, uh, so that's, so that's like where it started and that's where I emerged into. And now it's like, I never look back because, you know, I'm just, I'm just like full on committed to my purpose and my mission and my work and, you know, being this conduit of light um, and of change and impact. 
So that's, that's my, that's my jam. I love it. And I, and I do feel like, thank you so much for that answer. And, and that conversation, I had never heard anyone speak on before about how when you shut down your intuition, then you're really allowing other forces, other energies to come in, but it's so true. Um, and I, I love the fact that you're explaining what happened in the past, but you're not going back into the story, right? Because so often we do re-traumatize ourselves over and over again about going in the story. So there is like something really powerful about that. So thank you so much for that. That's so delicious. <laughs> thank oh you. Yeah. And I want you to uh, dive down a little bit into the definition of a star seed for someone who is new to this and is like, I want to get on board with what you're saying, but I'm not quite sure what that is. <laughs> like, yeah. Explain a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking. And, um, it's actually, you know, not something that, um, I think most people hear about, but, um, uh, star seeds are basically those who, um, have origins and roots, um, in other star systems other than, you know, our earth planet, um, and who have purposely incarnated on this planet on, in this lifetime, mostly, um, even though, you know, star seeds have been around, um, in order to help awaken humanity into the next level of consciousness. And um, that was something that, you know, like, frankly, like three years ago, that, you know, like, I, I think I could have gotten the gist of what that meant. But when I woke up into that remembrance of myself, um, as, you know, like, oh, my God, I actually these were my origins and, um, and I came here and, and I'm remembering why. And um, it was, it's kind of like, you know, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, those um, spies who like you give a code name and they like wake up and then they like, you know, go into action. And, and I kind of feel like that, you know, and it's just, um, but that's really what a star seed is, is that they, they come from another star system on purpose um, usually at this time, because this is that this juicy ascension time. And so um, it's kind of like our job to be part of the fireworks that humanity is experiencing right now with the awakening we're having. I love that. And so there's so much in there. What came up? <laughs> Something came up. Maybe I'm losing it. Um, tell me about the awakening that you had. Like, I'm curious, like, it sounds like you had this moment where all of a sudden you had this remembrance and I, and I, and I want to honor that it's not always this way for people. So just to let people know, like, you're not doing anything wrong if, yeah. if that's not your experience, but I'm fascinated about what happened? Where were you? What was going on? Tell us about it. Yeah. And thank you for saying that also, because I actually forget to say that. I actually forget to say it's not this, you know, bam experience um, most of the time. And for me, um, to be honest, there was like an unfolding within a few months, like maybe uh, three to six months. And then during that time, it was like, what? what? Oh my God. You know, like it just like kept unfolding. Um, and basically when you first met me, like, I guess that was two years ago or whatever, I had just started coming to terms with being out about it per se, because, you know, I mean, who, you know, like, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of baggage around even just, um, saying the whole star seed identification, um, because of what that means, uh, cause of what kind of attention that could, 
create and I didn't know what to do with that. Um, but to answer your question, um, it was kind of like a small, like, um, like between three to six months, I was already doing some, you know, receiving healing sessions. Um, I think, you know, me and my partner, my twin flame, um, we were just, you know, like, I mean, as twin flames do, you kind of, in, you know, instigate each other into this next level of consciousness. And um, so that's, that's what we were doing with each other. And um, just like by our existence and, and by being in the relationship. And so, uh, and, and he actually, um, I'm not the type of person who remembers all the details and historical references and stuff, but he's that type. And so he, like, I think because with us getting together. And then I started like slowly, like remembering like my Syrian star family. And then, and then when I, once I just like remembered my Syrian star family, like all of it just flooded in, like all this memory. And, and I was like bawling for like a day and a half perhaps, because it's kind of like that thing where it, it makes no sense why I felt like I was crying for people I've never, I've never met before, but obviously I have because they're my, my family as well, you know? And so it was kind of like this bittersweet uh, remembrance of a family that I had left behind on purpose. And um, because I knew what I needed to do. And, um, and so that was like, you know, and so that, you know, eventually, uh, you know, the tears passed and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so grateful that I, I can remember this now. And, and so what does this mean now? And so as it was unfolding, um, you know, I started remembering uh, a little bit through my partner, but also through my own memories. Cause it just started like melding together. Um, that we remember that we had past lifetimes together. And one of them, one of the more significant ones was when this planet was still called Terra, not Gaia or Mother Earth or, you know, the planet Earth. Um, and we were on uh, one continent. It was like not a bunch of different continents. It was just one continent. And the dinosaurs were still around. And, um, and we were kind of leaders of a group of people that um, eventually branched out into the native tribes we see today in the world. Um, we were not human. Uh, we were not from this planet. Um, but I think I kind of was like, he was definitely not. Um, I was a little bit more indigenous to the planet, although technically I wasn't human. Um, and we were very tall. Um, and, um, you know, I was, my name was Lady Light Starbringer and, um, his name was Proud Wolf Star. And, um, so his vision was that, you know, he was very good at seeing the patterns in, in our people. And so he would anticipate what would happen and he would like you know kind of strategize so that was his thing for me as a lady like starbringer i would go to um certain areas like mountains and things like that and whenever gaia was in trouble i would go up to the mountains and i'd call down the star nation and the star nation is kind of like um the galactic federation of light it's the native term for for the galactic federation of light and basically what that is it's it's kind of like and, you know, like in Star Wars, you see this galactic federation. It's kind of like that, where you get all these representatives from different star systems. And, um, but this is all for the light. It's all for the light of the universe. And so this, they, they come together for the purpose of, of that and promoting that peace um, and high vibration in the entire universe. Um, so 
so I am a conduit between the Star Nation and Mother Gaia, and so I would draw them down, and I'd ask them for help when she was in trouble. And um, so, so then I remembered that, and I started having a lot of memories. And um, what was interesting was that I was like, well, this is not coincidence that I'm remembering it now, because she needs help. You know, Mother Gaia needs help. You know, humanity, we have not been great stewards. Um, and, you know, it's, and basically part of the reason why her vibration has been low was because of us, you know, um, not taking care of her. And, um, and then also there were these cosmic wars and all this stuff. So, um, so that's why I remembered it. And, and then when I realized that that's why I was remembering it, I was just like, oh my God, I just, it's time to show up, you know, I, it's time for me to go to work. And, um, so ever since I have now been like also remembering that I'm also this new code of power. Um, so basically the true power that all of humanity has access to, I have, um, that ability to activate people into that. Um, and then also open up portals of power on Gaia in order to help her get activated and heightened also, you know, cause she's a, she's a being as well, you know? And, um, so, you know, really just showing up and activating others so that we can all be in our power in this higher, you know, our truth, you know, because the truth is we are all so powerful, you know, and we're so not tapping into the re into our whole DNA thing, you know, like, I mean, we've got 12 strands of DNA, science has only um, encountered, you know, or identified two, um, but there are like 10 other strands and they're all linked to our divinity. And um, that's why they call it just junk DNA because they don't know what to do with it. But my work and my job is to activate these divinity codes um, of people's power, you know, in our latent DNA, because we all have it. So um, that's, you know, that's my work. And now, you know, Guy is basically also you know, told me I'd like for you to go here and then here and here, open these portals of power. So she actually did give me a list. And so I started on the list last year uh, with Mount Shasta because that's where she wanted me to start opening ceremony at first. Um, then this year it was Machu Picchu. Um, and, uh, and soon I'll be announcing like where we're going to go to next. And I already have it. It's going to be very uber powerful. Um, and so it's just all this work has just been amazing i'm so grateful for it and i'm so grateful to be able to do this work um so i mean that was kind of like a, a long answer to your question i love it though it's so rich and and i i think i had sent you a message about this a couple months ago where i was like thank you for showing up and saying all that you say because i i feel like in conventional worlds People would be like, what the hell is she talking about? And is this a real thing? And I just had this flash one moment where I was like, she's just saying the thing that she feels called to say. She's living in her divinity. She's living in her inspired, you know, whatever you're inspired to, how you're inspired to show up, how you're inspired to teach, how you're inspired to bring love and light and, you know, heal the planet in these different ways and bring ceremony and do these activations fuck what everybody else thinks right like and i i love that you really are standing in your power and that was a big reason why i wanted you to come on the show too because i was just like whether a listener or a viewer gets it 
we're planting seeds here, right? That we are divine beings, that we are here for a bigger reason. And it sounds like your work now is like helping people really unlock what that is for them. So talk to us a little bit about that. I love it. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thank you. And um, like, I love the word unlocking because that's exactly what it is. Because it's kind of like, if you can imagine little sleeper cells, like, you know, I'm I'm being very secretive, but it's like little sleeper cells in all of us. But it's like you, you unlock like a key and you open it up and you're just like, oh my God, like I actually have the ability to have telepathy. Like, I mean, everyone does right? Like, I mean, we all, we're all psychic. We all have telepathic abilities. We can all rejuvenate ourselves, like, without food. Like, I mean, if we wanted to, um, like, we have so much access to um, a higher level of living and being and embodiment. And, um, and we're just not tapping into it because partially we just didn't know, um, but also because there was some programming that was involved in that, you know, because, um, and this is where, some folks might just be like, what? But like, there, there's like a, some genetic stuff, you know, we, you know, humanity is kind of like, you know, we were experimented on, you know, um, by those of light and um, those not of light. And those of light were actually trying to help us to, like, because we're actually, to put it plainly, we're a mixture, a galactic mixture of many different planetary races um, in our genetic coding. Um, you know, whether or not we tap into it completely is up to us. But, um, you know, the, the truth is, is the reason why there was such a fuss made about us as humans is because we have so much potential. Like if we only tapped into our fullness of our, our full genetic coding, we actually have the ability that not all start like star folks don't really have this ability where you can jump in between dimensions like third dimension, fifth dimension, eighth dimension, whatever, like, but we can, we can because we have that genetic ability and um, if we develop it. Um, And so that's why uh, those of light um, help like did this programming on purpose so that we could um, ascend and then also do like so many, so many amazing things. But because we are so powerful, um, those forces not of light, um, we're just like, oh my God, let's keep them on the download. Cause I mean, like then we can't control them, you know? So that's why you see so much fear in the world. Like that's how we get controlled. That's how we get manipulated is through all the fear of like, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm not powerful. I don't have access to money. Um, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Like all these things that we grew up learning and struggling from and, and embodying our power into is a result of um, these belief systems, which are false. And so it's basically our work to, um, instead of believing all the fear, which we see so much in the world, is to believe our truth. And so part of unlocking the codes, that's why I'm so driven, because as I continue to do this work, I see, you know, not only on our human level, but I see how, like, you know, I kind of do a lot of work, you know, on other planes, and I see how we've been 
like really believing a lie. You know, we've been really believing this whole thing of like, oh my God, we're so disempowered. People have power over us. Um, and the truth is we are actually so much more powerful than all these negative forces. And if we only realized how powerful we are, like, I mean, that's why that fear is in place. Because if we only realized how powerful we are, like we would just be bam, like supernova, you know, like we are, we are changing the planet. Like, I mean, if we only realized how powerful our words and our thoughts, you know, we can change things and unlock our power. I love all of that. And I do feel like part of our path to unlocking our full power is to be intentional with where am I using that power? In what way am I using that power? Right? Like, because if we're using it from a space of love instead of a space of fear or ego, then it's clearly helping everyone. But when we're doing it from another space, that's when we can destroy nations. Absolutely. And, you know, and the truth is those people who use power to destroy nations, it's actually not true power. It's what I call artificial power because it's not even real. You know, they're actually sourcing power from an old paradigm that's actually dead now. You know, we're actually in the new paradigm now. We actually all have access to this new energy um, that is here to lift us and, and support us. And, um, and that is our true power. Anything aligned with our light, with our love, and with our mission in this world to make an impact and a difference in, in this world, that's what is aligned with our true power. So even like old paradigms of power within the government, that's starting to break up, you know, like, I mean, I was, I've been doing work on that too, because that's all artificial power as well. And so like, I mean, things are starting to break up and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing what we all get to experience. And it's exciting. It's exciting times, I think, too, to watch when we really are able to stand in a space of love and seeing that everything is for the best and that everything is working for us, then we're able to see that no matter how dire a situation looks, it really is serving us. Um, so talk to me a little bit about how you're working with these different energies of the power breakdown of, you know, getting rid of the fake power and, and really helping Mother Gaia and explain to us a little bit more about that. Yeah, well, you know, some of it is going to probably sound a little like kind of out there or esoteric for some folks, but, um, you know, like on the, on the earthly plane, it looks like um, I, you know, that's part of where my entrepreneur boss babe comes in is like, you know, uh, I actually will have offerings. I have my conscious power mentorship for women um, where I help them get activated into their conscious power, um, you know, and, and then make an impact in the world because they're all really powerful and they're learning to get to their next level. And so on this earthly, earthly plane, like that's partially it. Um, it's also, uh, you know, performing activations all around the globe. Um, so that sometimes looks like retreats, but it's not like a retreat per se, even though it is luxurious um, at the same time, but it's also this experience. That's really what it is. It's an experience. And so that's where a lot of my entrepreneurship shows up um, because that's where I'm offering 
um, you know, what my work is to others. And uh, so I'll do like activation packages, um, conscious power mentorship, uh, the global activations, uh, things like that. Um, and then on the other realms, like for instance, even just yesterday, um, I did some work on the tree of life. And, um, you know, the tree of life actually has just as an example, there are so many versions out there of what we feel are, you know, these wonderful bastions of, you know, source energy, which they are, you know, but they also have created, um, the negative forces have also created kind of like a, a negative version of, of these things. So that's the case with the tree of life. Um, so there's the original tree of life and then there's the artificial tree of life. And so I was called to do some work um, to blast some of that artificial tree of life thing. And I just inserted my codes of power to like infiltrate like the roots and the trunks and just, um, you know, it's all kind of like coding. That's why when you hear anyone talking about activations or um, activating your codes of power or your DNA frequency, they talk a lot about downloads, uploads, programming, uh, things like that, because it really is kind of like this matrix that we create. Um, and so, you know, like some people would say that where we live isn't live in is a hologram and, and I won't go too deep into that, but it's like this whole piece around creation and uh, frequency. And so yesterday I, I did some work on, you know, helping that artificial tree of life, like start to dismantle from the inside. And then I did some work on the original tree of life to help recode because I saw that there were some fractals that were missing and some of the leaves had fallen off. And so just, just really uh, inserting this new code of power into this golden light so that it could um, get reconfigured. And so that's just kind of like a, an example of what I might do on these other levels. Um, uh, so, you know, yeah. So, and, and that that's very, um, helpful for the rest of us. Yeah, it sounds powerful. I mean, if the tree of life is having some issues, it feels like that would affect all of us, the entire collective, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So that's really great. Thank you for doing that work. And I love it. Um, I just love it. I love it all. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So you live in New York City and you do actually see clients in physical as well as online. Is that true? Yes, yes. And I still do have my private practice, although I've lessened my days at my private practice for acupuncture and Reiki um, because I'm going into this more expanded work with the activations because that's my real calling. Um, but I still do have a private practice here in New York City. And um, so I do perform ac acupuncture, Reiki, um, and things like that there. And uh, But yeah, like in terms of seeing my clients for my activation work, um, Sometimes it's in person, but usually it's like virtual. I mean, I have some people, some who are based in New York. Um, I have a current client who's in um, Singapore. Uh, one of my previous mentees, she was based in New Zealand. So, you know, it's, there's a lot of people all over the planet who, um, you know, I was, I've been really grateful to work with. That's really cool. And so how do you help people step into their, their fullness? How do you help them unlock their codes and really step into their own power and their own divinity? Yeah, well, the way I do that is that I basically open the door to, you know, the door of source of their true power. Mm -hmm. and, and then I start like 
activating it, basically waking up their DNA codes around that. And for that, everyone's different. Um, and, and part of what I do is that because I'm also a shamanic practitioner is that sometimes people have stuff, you know, like some baggage and, you know, for a lot of women in particular, for instance, um, especially women who are powerful, especially who are mystics and seers and things like that. In this lifetime, they were also in previous lifetimes. And what has often happened is that they've been persecuted, they've been burned at the stake, people they love have been killed. And so then in this lifetime, they're like, oh my God, I'm so not going to be in my power. Fuck that. I'm not going to, I would rather have all my like people I love in my life be alive. You know, like, I mean, it's that visceral traumatic experience that a lot of women, powerful women have. And so a lot of my work that I've noticed is helping, um, you know, doing some portal jumping and time jumping uh, to to like, first of all, see what the truth is around all that, you know, like, cause I mean, there's just this visceral reaction of like, oh my God, I was burned at the stake. I'm not going to be in my power. And that's the end of the story, you know? Um, but if they're strong enough, they will still come forward and be like, Margarita, you know, help me, I'm ready. And so then I will um, bring them into, you know, uh, we'll do some traveling and um, I'll help them heal these aspects of themselves where they're just like in this visceral fear state around their power and um, help them heal that and then bring them back into this lifetime uh, so that they can also feel that ripple effect of that healing from past lives. Sometimes, and this is another thing that I've noticed with a lot of really powerful women on the spiritual level is that a lot of powerful women are now choosing to heal their ancestor and their ancestral lines and so like in other words it's that whole thing of it stops with me right mm -hmm. so like um there's a lot of uh ancestral trauma that's been handed down and handed down and sometimes it shows up as you know certain ailments um oftentimes i see it showing up as asthma as like you know feeling disempowered uh, a lot of them might feel they're cursed you know that's something they say to me often and the truth is is that when you're in your power no one can really perpetrate any, any curse on you. Um, right. That's just the truth. And, um, but, but I know that there are a lot of uh, cultural, traditional folks who might feel otherwise. But um, so that is also sometimes part of the work is to help clear all of that old stuff, all those blocks. And then when that's all cleared, then I go in and I do an activation um, to activate them into their power. And, and of course, we've talked beforehand. Uh, so I will also find out what it is they desire to create in life, what's their big vision in the world, um, what they want to overcome, and, uh, and that kind of thing. So I already know what my directive is. And so when we do the activation, um, it'll be very tailored, it'll be very customized, it'll sound and come across like a visualization or me leading a meditation. But what I'm actually doing is I'm reconfiguring timelines. I'm splicing out old, you know, patterns that don't serve that person anymore. I'm inserting new codes of their power, like awakened, the awakened version. Sometimes I'm awakening their light body um, or like I'm activating their crystalline divinity or, you know, whatever's being called for, for their next level of, expansion and unlimitedness so i just tap in and i just go for it and i don't plan any of it um which was part of what i was sharing with you that whole trust thing because i mean for me to just trust that whatever i say will actually make a positive impact um 
that took a lot of trust on my part, you know, especially if it's not planned. I was, you know, so. I love that. And I, I feel like it's spiritual surgery. Like that's really what you're doing. Right. And, and it's interesting when you talked about, you know, in prior lifetimes, we've been burned to the stake. I did 30 days in silence last year and that was an image that came multiple times. And so I healed her over and over and over. And I think it was the third time that it really was like, okay, now it is safe for me to step into my power in a bigger way because there is that we have, whether it's ancestral or our own past reincarnate incarnations, we have all of that. And I've shared that on this podcast before, but there, like when I clicked the button to submit this, the first episode, when I aired the first episode, a, it was weird that there wasn't confetti coming out of the sky. Like, what wasn't that a thing? But what I didn't see was that I had had a fear that the villagers were going to come and burn my house down. Yes. And that was what had helped me stay in fear and, and not release this three and a half years ago when it was first given to me intuitively. Um, so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we don't know why we're sitting in these spaces of resistance and, 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 and some, and sometimes rightfully so we sit in resistance and we're learning lessons along the way. Right. But sometimes it's great to get help from someone like Margarita or whoever you feel called to get help from to say, what is really going on here? How can I really step into my power? I know that I'm here for something really important, for something way bigger. I'm here to help, right? I don't know what that means, but how can I do that? And it's so worth it. Like Completely is worth it. All the pain, the challenges. As you said, sometimes, you know, it's there for us to learn, right? But then sometimes it's, it's there for us to release you know? Um, so, but we get to, we get to figure it out and we get to grow from it, you know? And when we do, it's just exponential. Um, and so like, I mean, it actually gave me shivers to hear the whole story that you shared around, you know, um, the memory of being burned at the stake and villagers coming to burn your house down and all this stuff. Cause that was a thing for a lot of powerful women, you know? And, and I mean, it's uh, something I've heard actually, interestingly enough, often, uh, from a lot of powerful women, you know, when I when I get on these enrollment calls with folks and strategy calls with folks, that's like a thing that they'll be like, well, you know, something that's keeping me from my power is that, you know, like I'm afraid to be in my power and then I, I go deeper and then I find out that they have memories um, and some of them don't even realize that they have memories. They're just functioning from this survival instinct of like, oh my God, I just can't. I, I'll die. You know, I'll die. Like if I'm visible, I will die. If I speak, I will die. If I um, if I allow myself to see through my through my third eye, people I love are going to be killed. Like I mean, that's the equation for a lot of powerful, powerful women. And so this is our time to realize that we are not only remembering this now, so we can heal it and shift from it, but then so then now we can be those seers and healers and mystics, making powerful change in the world. And now it is safe. For you to be powerful. 
it is so safe. It is so safe. That is the thing. Now we live in a society that it is safe to be that, to be exactly what you want to be. So I just feel like that's like a mic drop moment. Um, that it's, it's, thank you. Thank you for Mm -hmm. saying that it is so powerful. And, and again, when we learn to come back to our intuition, when we learn to come back to who we really are. So I'm curious about if you have any specific daily practices, weekly practices, monthly practices for self-care to really help you tune in, um, that maybe somebody will go, you know, I feel called to do that. Like, you know, yeah. do you have anything that you'd like to share with us on that? For me, um, like personally, I'll just speak for myself. Um, meditation has been a number one non-negotiable like every morning, I don't care if I have to get on a plane at five in the morning, I will get up at three. And just so I can have an hour meditation and then, you know, get ready and do whatever for the other hour. Um, But I will always create carve out time um, for meditation before I start my day. Uh, Because um, in the beginning, when I first started meditation, it was just because I had a lot of anxiety. and, And to be honest, like I had a day job. And when I would wake up, I actually had nausea. Uh, because I was like, I don't want, I don't like this day job, (laughs) you know, like, and that was usually for any day job I had. And that was because I didn't really enjoy, like, I don't, I'm not the type of person who works for someone else. Like, I mean, um, and I only realized that after the fact, but, um, but I was trying to fit in the box, like, you know, again, so, uh, but that was part of the reason why I meditated. Um, so meditation is one of my non-negotiables that helps you connect with your crown chakra. It helps you connect with your third eye. It helps you develop your consciousness uh, at a higher level and to cultivate that so that when shit does hit the fan, you have your faculties, you have a toolbox that you can source from and you can, um, access a sense of calm that people who are not cultivating their mindset, um, have. So um, that's one. Another aspect is uh, really cultivating like a no distraction mindset where you are always focusing on what you do want to create. Because um, one thing that I notice about a lot of women who are powerful, but who are not where they want to be is that they keep on um, kind of cultivating like this fear-based um, mindset, you know, like of I'm scared to either be in my power, I'm scared that I don't have money, I'm scared to um, do what I really want to do in life, I'm scared for this, I'm scared for that, and everything coming from the scarcity or fear. And when we create from that mindset, then we will just create more of that. And we will never get anywhere except create more fear. And then we'll just be like, why am I not advancing? And so um, for a lot of people, especially who are in the love and light community, in the spiritual community, um, a lot of them have this impression that, you know, oh, I'll just think happy thoughts and then everything is going to come to me. And the truth is, that's not how it works. You know, you like, sure, the happy thoughts and the productive thoughts are helpful, but what, where they stop is you know, they, they think the happy thoughts, if it doesn't happen in like five seconds, then they give up and they're like, okay, it's not working. And the truth is, is that when you're actually stepping into your power, you need to continually choose what you want. You need to like, cause every single moment you're always choosing something, even making a choice is a choice. So, you know, one of those things um, that I cultivate um, daily is that I'm always m- being on purpose with my choices. And I'm saying, is this 
is this in alignment with my mission? If it's not, I kind of let it die off. And, and that's the same thing with people. You know, I'm just being really honest. Is that like, I'm very, um, you know, I'm very diligent because I mean, as an empath, as a light worker, as a person who's working at these higher levels and I have to be clear in my vessel. Um, so like, I don't entertain um, any energies and frequencies that are not helpful towards that end. And so if there's some distraction energy or some negativity coming, I just cut it off, you know, because it's like, you know, I don't have time for that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just, um, it's one of those things where I just stay focused and keep choosing um, my, what's aligned with me and keep showing up. And I keep doing the scary things um, because that's another thing is that a lot of people in the spiritual community, they're like, oh, it doesn't feel right. I feel stretched. It's, you know, that kind of thing. And they're like, this is a sign from my spirit guides or from the universe that I need to stop. And it's like, no, it's a sign that you are about to enter the next level. And this uh, adrenaline and, you know, kind of fear um, of what you're about to leave behind is required in order you, and for you to get to that next level. Um, that, and, and so that's where you get to grow and you get to choose what's scary. And so I kind of have a saying that I'm, it's not mine because I, I've heard it before, but, um, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's the only way you grow because you can stay safe, but you will not grow that way. And if you're going to just kind of live your life day in, day out, being safe, that is one of the most boring, unfulfilling ways to live your life, I can imagine. Um, and, and so for me, I choose um, continuously stepping up, learning new things, doing things that scare me, um, because I know that it's good for me. And, you know, I may not jump on it like, you know, with excitement in the very beginning. Um, but I like in five seconds after I get over that, like, I'll be like, okay, yes, let's do that. You know, if I know it's in alignment with what I need to do. So it's just one of those things that um, those are kind of like the two highest on my priority list is um, get your mindset right. Um, you know, be, you know, by being comfortable with being uncomfortable, keep up leveling, keep moving, keep growing, keep looking into the fear, see what the value is, um, and what the wisdom is for you. Cause I'm sure that whatever you're fearing right now, the most scariest thing you're fearing right now is actually connected to you unleashing your power. And, um, and meditation. Those are my two highest things. But then also just like everything else is kind of like basically aligned with, you know, everything that, that I choose is, is something that's in alignment with uh, my work and with me. Um, so it's just something I'm very diligent about. I love that. Thank you for sharing all of that. I too meditate for an hour a day and it is, it's life changing. Um, and it's so interesting that you talked about choosing your path and choosing what you're stepping into continuously, because I, I mean, clearly the collective, we all get the same information when, when we're open to it. Right. And just a couple of weeks ago, I just got the nudge, like journal every morning I choose, what am I choosing? I'm choosing to be committed to my partner. I'm choosing to be committed to the podcast. I'm choosing to be committed to my business. You know, like I'm choosing all of these things. And that was, it's such a powerful practice to continually, you're literally like all your things that you just shared are all the things that I believe in so fully. Like when I'm super afraid of something, I'm always like, shit, 
<laughs> that's my next step. Yeah. That's my next step. Absolutely. And I'm like, damn it. I know. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> then you get over it and then you move forward and you do the thing. And, and then, you know, on, on a human level, like the sense of pride and the sense of accomplishment and the, the confidence that comes with that then makes it easier in some sense to continue on being uncomfortable and being yeah. uncomfortable and being uncomfortable for that growth for what we're here for. Yeah. And actually it's that whole thing of taking responsibility for everything in your life. Right. And, and that's not like to be all judgy and stuff like, Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, well, you know, if there's something you don't like in your life, change it, you know, like either, you know, if it's not an alignment, drop it. Or if it's something that, that is, it just needs some tweaking, then tweak it, you know? Um, but it's like, whatever you want, you get to have. And, and, you know, as women entrepreneurs and divine feminine leaders, you know, we get to uh, have everything that we want, not from a, you know, I want blah, 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 you know, like, I mean, it's like, no, it's because we are divine beings. We get to experience abundance on all levels. That means love, joy, health, uh, relationships, um, wealth, uh, like everything impact, you know, like, I mean, so we get to have everything that um, we desire. And um, that's something that we get to choose if we take responsibility. And that's why all of this choosing that you described, that's part of it, you know, because then we're taking ownership. We're taking ownership of what we're choosing. We're saying, okay, I'm choosing this choice. Um, and I could have chosen that. And maybe some days we do choose that. But then when we realize, okay, that didn't work. So I'm going to choose that instead. And, you know, whatever, you know, like, I mean, we're human-ish. So like, I mean, we can make these choices and, um, and get empowered, you know, and, and to also realize that we don't fail. You know, we're just learning. Right. It's all part of the journey. It's all part of the path that's going. I love it. So yeah. you have a free gift for people. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I have a free gift for you guys um, where it is a, a starseed power activation video. And so basically it's, um, I think it's about maybe 20 minutes or something like that, but it's an activation video where I am performing an activation to activate your starseed power um, and to really awaken within you like that cosmic remembrance of your DNA, of your being, um, so that you can like really tap into your celestial self and, um, and just embody yourself on this bigger scale, you know, open up into it, expand into it, and really just be more of who you really are. And so that's just to just open up, activate that DNA frequency within your, within yourself. So, um, that's my, my free gift to you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And where can people find that? Or are you going to give me the link and then I can post it? Yeah, I'll give you a link for okay. sure. Perfect. So we'll, we'll have that in the comments on the divine feminine leader.com backslash margarita hyphen Alcantara. Um, and we will, so that you can download that free gift from Margarita. Um, thank you so much for being here with me today and for having this conversation. I'm so excited about hearing um, the viewers and the listeners comments on like how this moved them, how this changed them, how this opened up some type of new information for them. 
maybe it was the aha around why they're having so much fear around moving forward on a project or anything else. And I really, really want to honor you for, again, really stepping into all of who you are, your mm -hmm. entire power, and then showing up and helping others do the same thing. It's so magical and so incredible. Mm, thank you so much. I, I'm so, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. So if you loved this episode, if you feel like you got a lot of ahas out of it, please feel free to share this with family, friends, anyone who you feel is it's really going to make a positive impact for. We so appreciate you every time before we come into this space. We really set the energy. We really set the tone that you get exactly what you need, that everything, that you know that everything is here for you, that whatever you want in your life is is just a matter of you being open to understanding that it's available for you and being able to receive that. And so absolutely, if you feel called to work with Margarita or talk to her a little bit more, you'll have all that information on the website um, and my Facebook page and Instagram page to find that. And both of those are Celeste Hartwell on Facebook as well as Instagram. Um, and again, we are the Divine Feminine Leaders Podcast. We are a feminine view of entrepreneurship for women, by women, and we honor you on your journey wherever you are and appreciate you so, so much. We love you. Thank you. Thank you.